You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. Go with me quickly to the book of Matthew 28. Matthew 28, from verse 16 to 20. Matthew chapter 28, reading verse number 16 to 20. Let's hear the Word of God. Then the eleven disciples went to, to Galilee, the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, 19, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Our Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask, O God, that you bless every heart that hears you. I stand in the authority of the blood and I bind every forces of the enemy. I rebuke the devil. I overturn their thrones. Every altar set against this house, we bind and we frustrate. We release the blood of Jesus to be here and there. In the name of Jesus, we frustrate the frustrators. No weapons of the enemy that fashion against this house shall prosper. I pray growth here, Lord. I, I pray kingdom expansion, Lord. I speak progress in this place, Lord. Let your name alone be glorified. Above all, let your spirit flow in the name of Jesus. We bind every ungodly altars that speak against the church. We destroy them today. Let your hand, O oh God, be seen in this place. We give you praise. We give you glory. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm speaking about the Great Commission. Since this week, we are celebrating and we are trusting God to support mission all over the world. I'm so blessed to hear and know and walk with it for this number of years to know that 23 mission work you are involved in all over the world. 23. That is a great work. Supporting the kingdom of God, making sure the kingdom is advancing. That is the heartbeat of God. That people will be in the, on the field at the forefront ready to work the work of God and see the kingdom advance. After the resurrection, Jesus called the disciples. That day, over 500 of them gathered. But he was speaking to all of them to do something. After the resurrection, they met on the mountain and he gave them a great commission. He has commanded them to do something which is very important. 
the reason why he was born the reason why he came the reason why he came to die the reason why he he, he resurrected the reason why he's alive the other disciples need to carry it on and pass it on to us and that is so winning tell somebody so winning tell somebody so winning oh come on say it again tell another person we must win souls hallelujah the word great commission is a very important word it's a command given by jesus the word com commission is an official order the word commission is an official order given by a superior or someone higher than you it's a warrant an instruction a command an order a charge given to the to the then disciples and to us to do something tell somebody you must do something hallelujah what we must do is what i'm going to share with you this morning god began many years ago when man fall from grace at the fall of man from the garden god became the first missionary god became the first missionary on missions he sent himself came by himself in the cool of the day looking for the fallen man looking for a man that lost the presence of god looking for the man that lost the fellowship of god looking for the man that lost the provision of god god came down to look for him and lo and behold he was hiding behind the trees he wasn't looking for god but god was looking for him man in his natural sense he's not ready to worship god thank god for jesus come on i say thank god for jesus hallelujah who came and died for us to redeem us bring us back to restore us back to god and that day when he resurrected he gave us a commission even before then in Luke chapter 10, in Luke chapter 9, he commanded them to go and preach the gospel, share the good news, run the kingdom, his birth, his death, his life, his resurrection, his ascension, are the good news of the kingdom. He has commissioned us to go, just as he commissioned the old people. And I want us to look at the content. Let's look at it. Let's look at what the great commission is all about because you got to get involved if you don't get involved i don't think there's a crown for you in heaven yeah you better get involved in winning souls if you can't go your dollar can go it's two ways if you cannot go yourself and win souls your money can go and help somebody empower somebody to go and win the souls he's the same praise the lord Come on, I said, praise the Lord. Come on, I said, praise the Lord. The Great Commission, number one, you can write it down. The Great 
commission is grace is great in its authority is great in its authority in verse number nine, verse number 18 jesus said then jesus came to them and said unto them all authority in heaven and on earth had been given to me all not some of the authority all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me jesus after the resurrection have been given the authority in heaven and on earth everything is under his feet and this has been given to him hallelujah come on i say hallelujah. hallelujah as the creator of the universe the original creator the one that created the universe he has he's in charge of the universe he has the authority to do whatever he want to do as our redeemer he has the authority to redeem us hallelujah the authority given to him was not just limited in heaven but also where on earth so you are seeing the source of our authority to go this authority is not from man, nor from man, nor from the government, nor from the Juju house. It's from Jesus, the resurrected Christ himself, who has commissioned us to go. Tell somebody we must go. Oh, tell somebody we must go. Hallelujah. We must go and share the gospel. I am not surprised what Paul said. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to bring salvation to everyone who believes. The sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ in it is the power of God to everyone who believes. There is power in sharing the gospel. Hallelujah. Come on. Someone shared with me yesterday that somebody came to his house a couple of years ago to, to work in his house for a few days. And, and the man complained of a, of a trouble in his body. And he asked him, can I pray for you? And the man said, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can pray. And then uh, he, uh, she laid hands on this man. And the man was healed instantly. And accepted the Lord Jesus. Guess what happened? The man loved coming to work for her all the time because that prayer works. Come on. That prayer works. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you there is power and authority in sharing the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Come on and say hallelujah. Jesus had the power and authority on this earth. No witch can stand him. No devil can stand him. No other authority can stand or withstand the authority of Jesus. Left alone those he sent out. I've been to many villages, many places preaching the gospel. The devil himself is afraid because I received my direct authority from the Lord. Oh, come on. It, 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 it's, not, it's not 
indirect no no it's a direct authority i had an encounter with jesus myself so i know what i'm doing i know what i'm called to do i know where i'm going i am not afraid of the devil because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world he gave the authority to the church who is the church? You are the church, not a building. This is the place where we worship. We meet together to worship. But you are the church. Come on. I said, who? You are the church. Tell somebody, I am the church. Yes, you are. Are you not a temple of the living God and the Holy Ghost dwelling in you? Yes, you are. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, praise the Lord. God is good. Come on, I said, God is good. Come on and say, God is good. Praise the Lord. God is good. Not only is he great in his authority, but also it is, it is great in its mission. The great commission is great in its mission. Not only in the authority. But in its mission, the purpose, the reason that for the commission, the word is co-mission, co, co, C-O, mission, co. So, I'm, <laughs> hallelujah. We will get that. We will get that. Hallelujah. It's co-mission. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let, let's, look at, let's look at it this way. Let's look at verse 19 quickly. Verse number 19. Verse number 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make. That's the word. We are in the making business. Hallelujah. Verse 19. Where, where, where is it? Oh, I want to see. Give me just verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make. Tell somebody we are called to make. Oh, come on. Tell somebody by you we are called to make. Disciples. Yes. Disciple making disciples. Can you imagine if you can make disciples? This place will be flooded with people. The responsibility of your bishop is to equip you according to Ephesians 4. 11, 12, and 13. His responsibility is to equip you to make disciples, for you to make disciples. So that the number of people seated here, if we can make up our mind every day to in making disciples, make it a point that it's my mission, it's my calling, it's my, that is my agenda on earth to make disciples. If we, we decide to do it, once a year, each of us, this number will become, boom, big. Change will take place because you are making a disciple. Come on, hallelujah. We are to make disciples. The King James used the word teach. The Greek word means to make. To do what? Make. That means we are to make learners, people to learn, apprenticeship. They must become imitators of Christ. 
the people we are to make or produce, the product God has given us, we are to make them to become imitators of Christ, learners of Christ, so that when they look at their life, they will say, these are followers of Christ. These are Christians. They are disciples of Christ. I remember in Acts chapter 2, the disciples were making disciples from home to home, city to city, until the whole city of Jerusalem was saturated by disciples. And the kings of the land, Herod, and all others, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, were no more interested to let them preach in the name of Jesus anymore. They said, hey, John, Peter, stop calling the name Jesus in the country, in the city. We don't want you to mention Jesus anymore. In fact, you can say anything, but not Jesus. The same thing is happening today. Don't mention Jesus in the office. Don't preach your religion here. We don't want you to do that. And uh, excuse me, and they are getting the youth. They are grabbing the children. Where are they taking our children from? From the classroom. They are on our children from the classroom. They don't want them to hear about Jesus or, or about Christianity. But they, they are allowed to be taught how to. Live inappropriately. They are taught everywhere in the world how to dress. A young man dressed inappropriately brought his pants down this way a few days ago and was leaving the church. And the pastor's son saw that this is inappropriate. Come here, bro. He came and he pulled the pants for him. And the young man took the gun to gun him down. He, he didn't kill him. He didn't, he didn't shoot the gun. But they were lost a fight. Just because the Christian brother saw this way of dressing is inappropriate. Inappropriate. Why? Because the school is no more making disciples. The teachers are not interested in contextualizing the scripture in our syllabus. But I thank God for the ancient people daily from temple, daily from house to house, the disciples were making another disciples. When they meet you in the morning, they'll ask you, which did you eat? What kind of bread did you eat today? They're indirectly asking you, what did you read from the Bible? Are you saved? How well is your soul? Where will you spend Christmas this year? Oh, I'll go to New Jersey to spend Christmas with my grandma. Oh, I see, beautiful. So where will you spend eternal life? Is there anything called eternal life? At the age of 40, he didn't know. He had no idea there's hell in heaven. It is time for revival. Come on. It is time for revival. It is time to make disciples of 
of all nations. Come on. It's time to carry the gospel in our community from house to house, community to community, town to town. And let's take it out there. They will hear the word of God and repentance will be preached to them. And people will repent and give their life to Jesus. When you go and they refuse, keep going. Push through. Don't think that the work of God is just for the pastor to come. No. For him to do it alone. No. We are to go after the children. We are to go after the youth. We are to go after the, after, after the adult. We are to go for all people. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Make disciples. Tell somebody, make disciples. Coming Sunday, make it a point from today. Is there anybody in my cycle of influence? Is there anyone in the cycle of influence that I know who is not yet disciple yet? Is there anybody in my life, a friend, a sister, or anybody who is heading to a hell? He's heading to a hell. He's heading towards hell. Should he die today? He's gone. There is no repentance in the grave. We better make them disciples of Jesus now. We better compel them now. We must compel them now. Compel them. That child of ours, that son of ours, that daughters of ours, who doesn't want to worship Jesus, compel them now before they enter into hell. Because hell is real and heaven is real. You don't play with that. No, you don't play with it. It's real. Jesus mentioned it several times in the scriptures. Your decision determines the future you create around yourself. Don't think you are saved by grace. So others should be abandoned. No. You were saved to be saved. You were saved to save others. Heal to heal others. Deliver so that you can be a tool in the hand of God to deliver others. Make disciples. Make disciples. Push on them and say, make disciples. Push them and say, push them. Do it, do it to him. Push, make, them, make disciples. Get ready. Do it now. Pick the call. Take the telephone. Call. Talk about it. I, I went to a house the other day. Someone came to visit me. Listen to this. Somebody came to visit me, I mean, in a place. I went to visit somebody. I, I went to visit someone. And then another person was coming to visit me in, some, in a friend's house in, in, in one of the states somewhere. I wouldn't tell you the place. Here is a huge dog. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. He might have heard me on, on Thursday night. I mean, this dog is long, you know. Maybe some four feet or three feet. But big and huge and long. Like, like a lion, huge dog. And when they entered the house for about 15 to 25 minutes, while I was waiting to pray for them, they were talking about the dog. I was watching that. That's good. You are giving me more information I have no idea about. A lot of species of dog, different kinds of dog. They were mentioning the names and everything. I wonder how many scriptures 
they can quote. When I tried to bring in the word, oh, the dog issue came more. Can we contextualize our conversation now with the word of God? Come on. Can I have a Bible? Yes, a Bible. A Bible. I need a Bible. Give me, give me yours, please. Can our conversation be sorted, seasoned with God's word? That when you meet as one people, you talk with scriptures, encourage, build people on God's word and leave the dogs aside for private talk? I don't want to know how many dogs in the world. I want to know who is Jesus. Whom crucified? I want to know his birth, his death. I want to know his, his sinless life. Tell me about his sinless life so that I can practice it. Tell me about the miracles of Jesus. I might be sick in any part of my body. By the time you finish telling me about the miracles he did, I will have faith enough to believe him for a miracle. Can somebody share with me the word of God every day? Teach them. Teach them. Teach them now. Make disciples or else we will lose them. Some will lose their children. You, we might be deceived or someone can deceive us and say when they die, when someone die, there is a place called purgatory. They can rebaptize them when they are dead. It's not true. There's nothing in the scripture as a professor of the word of God I hold degrees in scriptures right from the state. There's nothing like that. It's to encourage people to misbehave on earth. And when they die, their families will pay for their baptism so that they can go to purgatory. No. It's a lie and a deception from the pit of hell. Hello? It's time to make disciples. Hallelujah. Tell somebody it's time to make disciples. Oh, come on. Tell another person it's time to make disciples. Hallelujah. You must make it a point to run after that youth. Let them come to church. Let them feel the church. Let's create an environment for them to serve the Lord. It's time. It's time. Come on, smile to somebody and say, it's time to do it. Oh, say it again. Come and say it again. Hallelujah. It's time to produce imitators of Christ. Yeah. Imitators of Christ. You can't produce it. You can start mentoring someone. Yeah. It begins by mentorship. You can begin mentoring someone. It's part of the Great Commission. Look at the life of Paul. Barnabas mentored him. Barnabas mentored Paul. And Paul mentored. Mentored in his life. In his lifetime. Timothy. Jude. Called them. Called them. He mentored. You can do it. Say yes, I can. Oh, come on, say it again. Say yes, I can. Yes, I 
yes. Can you imagine when we get to heaven and, and, and that sister meets you in heaven and says, Sister, thank you. It is because you knock at my door and give me leaflet or preach to me, Jesus. That was why I'm saved. You can. Tell somebody I can make it. How would you make it? Teach them the word. Baptize them. Teach them. Teaching them. There are things Jesus has revealed to us. There are things from the scriptures Jesus taught us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. There is a commanded word given to us from the word of God. It's here. It is not outside the Bible. It's in the word. You have it. We have it. We are to teach them to observe. Observe means obey. God spoke to Joshua the other day. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night and observe. Observe means do whatever written inside. Then he said, then you will prosper and be successful in whatever you do. There is success in the Bible. There is success in the word. Oh, come on. I said, there is what? Success in the word. I mean, good success. Praise the Lord. Come on. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The great commission is great in its scope. The great commission is great in its scope. Amen. When I say scope, I mean extent. Range. How far does it go? How far can we reach? Don't reach. How far? Where is the limit? The field. We are to go. In verse 19, the Bible said, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Where? Of all what? Nations. We are to go into all the nations. All the nations. Don't go into all the nations and forget your home. Don't go into all the nations of the world. And around you, you aren't doing anything. We are to impart our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. The impact must be everywhere. Get up and go now. Make disciples of all nations. Of all nations. I remember many years ago when I read about this, about Azusa Street Reviver. Hundred and Maybe six years ago, there about 100, close to, whatever, centuries, over centuries now. I read about it. I saw the video as well. Oh, my goodness. The Americans carried the gospel. Within 15 years, the gospel spread everywhere on the continent, coming to Africa. Missionaries from Oklahoma, missionaries all over the world, missionaries from Massachusetts, missionaries from everywhere, were running everywhere. They were not afraid of anything. At the time, there was no even aircraft. 
I went to a funeral of, of, of one of the bishops who died in my, in my hometown. Uh, and we went for the burial. And I was standing there watching him being put in, 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 the, in the grave. I turned around. I saw missionaries from all over the world, from Germany, from, 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 from America, from everywhere in the world, buried one after the other. They came on missions and they died there. They died on their mission field while making disciples. The more they die, the more they send more people. Not afraid of the mosquito. Not afraid of the sicknesses at the time. Not afraid of anything. All they want to do is to win but one. I want to win one. I want to win one. I want to win somebody for Jesus. They had a burning desire. I walked through the grave and I was watching them. Their names. The year they came. The year they died. Missionaries all over the world on mission. The gospel was not only limited in Jerusalem. They went to the Gentile wells as well. Thank God for your bishop who has a big heart. Not just for, not just for Springfield or Westfield or, or Northfield, but all over, all over the world. His hand is traveling down there. Oh, somebody clap your hand for Jesus. We are to go. We are called to go. We are called to go. I remember in Philippi. I remember when it came to giving. When it came to giving, missionary giving, giving to the work of God. Paul was in Macedonia. He was in other part of the world preaching the gospel. And Philippian church was sending money. Philippian church sent missionary offering to him. Paul, we can't come, but here is our money. Take it for feeding. Take it, use it for this, for the tank, for the chapel, for this and that and that. Come on, I'm here to tell you there is much work to do, not just here, but there and everywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you can't go, your dollar can go. If you cannot go, you can sponsor somebody to go on a mission field. But I want to tell you, you got to go sometimes. If you can't go to Judea, reach your Jerusalem, make disciples. Reach your Jerusalem, make disciples. Fill in the church here. Chase that person. Run after him or her. Tell them Jesus loves you. Let them hear it. Let them know it. There had never been any time I'm in the aircraft for 11 hours flying from Africa, 11 hours coming down to Washington, D.C., and I will zip up. No, you sit by me, I'll find a way of sharing the word of God with you. You, you can't just make me sit down there. What am I doing? Reading books? Oh, yeah, I love reading anyway. However, if I know you are out there, I will find a way to relate. And by the time we are done, most of the people accept Jesus right in the sky. Can we imagine that height? We are closer to heaven, though. <laughs> 
so close to heaven though but yet jesus said no come down and win some souls for me you are saved to save somebody you are healed to heal somebody you are delivered to deliver somebody share god's word in your neighborhood make disciples in your neighborhood make him known let them know jesus is lord is there anybody whose sins are not forgiven pray for them for their sins to be forgiven have they given their life to jesus yet no help them accept jesus and begin to disciple them now oh pastor i'm too old for this i've done all i've done this all my life i can't do it anymore no you can't do it again You can. You can. Our scope is all over the world. But you must begin from Jerusalem. Because the Holy Ghost is on you. Start small and grow big. Pastor, I don't know what to say. You know what to say. Tell them about Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. You can't preach like Paul. Wait. If you can't preach like Paul, you can share your testimony how you became born again how you became a christian share it take time and share it yeah and answer the fundamental questions and leave the rest for the holy spirit to do watch god bring turn him around and come he will bounce back say hey i thought about what you said the other day i think i'm ready for i'm ready to make a decision hallelujah come on hallelujah the great commission is great in its promise or in its promises the great commission is great in its what promises watch this he said in verse 20 i am he said surely and surely i am with you always to the very end of the earth i am with you always jesus made a promise to us i am with you i am with you this word i am with you have, have run through the scriptures thousand times you will find the word i am with you i am with you when god called moses and moses was not ready to go he said i am with your mouth he said lord i can't speak i must stammer he said hey i'm with you go i'm with you i am with you my presence is sufficient for you again in exodus 33 he moses asked the lord who will go with me he said my presence will go with you my presence will go with you i myself and me will go with you i myself and me god was telling him i myself and me i'll go with you you are never alone when god called joshua and joshua was not trying to be ready say hey as i was with moses so i'll be with you and now jesus now came and called the 12 together and telling them hey go into all the world i am with you to the very end i will never leave you nor forsake you in mark chapter 16 verse 20 uh, when you read a little you read from the 17 you know what the bible say jesus commanded them to go and preach the gospel and he said everyone that believes shall be saved everyone that believes and baptized shall be saved and anyone who does not believe shall be condemned and he said this sign shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devil in my name they shall raise the dead in my name they will speak new tongues in my name they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in my name they will drink deadly things and they shall not be poisoned 
And the disciples went away. In verse 20, the Bible says, and the disciples went away, preaching everywhere they go. And the Lord was working with them. And the Lord was working with them, confirming their word with signs and wonders. God who confirmed his word over your life with signs and wonders. Oh, can I hear amen? Listen, God is still doing wonders if you don't know. It's a choice for you to believe. God is still doing wonders. We have seen wonders before. We have seen the blind eye open. We have seen lame walk. We have seen the sick heal. We have seen, come on, diabetes healed. We have seen all kinds of sickness. God is still in the business of working a miracle. Listen to me. The Bible said in the book of Hebrew, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All God demands from you is to have faith in his word, faith in him, and he will take care of the rest for you. The promise of his presence is great. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and say hallelujah. Oh, come on, hallelujah. How long, how long is it with us? Till the very end of the age. Two weeks, no. One week, no. Two years, no. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. He's with us. Listen, you are never alone. You know what David said? Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, for the Lord God is with them. Talk to me. You got to talk to me here. Talk to me. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, the Lord God is with me. Is with with who? It's with me. Me. Say me. Do you know when you read that scripture very well? His personalizing God is with me, not with us. That's Emmanuel. God with us. God with me. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. To end the sermon today, let's look at the benefit of going out there to win the souls. The benefit, there are benefits. Access to supernatural supply. You will have access to supernatural supply. Read me Luke 22, verse 35. Luke 22, 35. And he said to them, when I send you out with no pass or provision or bag, send us. Did you lack anything? They answered, nothing. Luke 22, 35. He asked them this question. When I sent you to go and share my word to everyone, and you went down there without carrying a wallet, bag, shoes, nothing. Did you lack anything? And they all say, oh, somebody speak to me. They all say what? Yeah. No. 
They say, nothing. We lack nothing. He's our supplier. God will supply your need. Come on. I said, God will do what for you? Will supply all our need. If we can, go. Get into the house of your next neighbor today or tomorrow or this week and share God's word and watch God do something for you. There are some provision that will come your way. You don't need prayer for it. The God, he released them to you. He makes a way where there's no way. There was this woman who was believing God for a baby for 12 years. She was believing God, married for 12 good years, no baby. She cried, fast and prayed. All fasting and prayers were done. Nothing happened. So one day she said, okay, since I'm like this, maybe God brought me this way. It doesn't matter. She started going out to preach Jesus, share the word of God. She was going every day, set the day aside, and said, this week, this is what I'm going to do. She kept doing that. By the time a year and a half passed, she was on the, on the move going one day, and she heard a voice from behind. Do you not know I can give you the baby you are desiring for? She turned around to see. He's talking. Nobody was there. The next three men, she, she picked a seed. Guess what happened? She told the husband, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling some things, man. Can I go to the hospital and double check what's going on? She went down to the hospital and the, and, and the, and the gynecologist said, you, you are pregnant. Said, no, no. It, it might be, it might be sickness. No. She went to another hospital to double check again. It confirmed that she was pregnant. You know, when you prioritize the kingdom, whenever you prioritize your priority, you set your, pri you set your priorities right. God first. First in my finance. First in my interest. First in my relations. First in my schedule. First in my trouble. Hear me. You become first in God's agenda. You become number one on God's calendar. The woman was going to give birth in the 13th year. Had two. The community couldn't believe. She had two among them. And that was how the whole town began to turn around to Jesus. Divine delay is not divine denial. There are some things when you do them, God make a way for you. A man met me last three years ago in Alabama and gave me a gift of a car. Nizan. Nizan Amada. Six years used. No, three, four years used. As a gift. How come? I don't deserve it. I can't raise money to buy that. But it was a gift. Come on, hallelujah. To me, it's a blessing to me. God make a way where there's no, it's a need though. God make a need. It's a benefit. Do you lack anything? No. Go and watch God work the rest for you. You have access to divine health. Access to divine help. You go out there, you see the sick, you pray for them, they are healed. Do you not know God can heal you too? He does the same thing. 
Many years ago, I remember when I was a member of the church like you who come and play things in church, do things, clean the, clean the floor, that's whatever. Help the church to grow, go out for evangelism. One fasting and prayer morning, Friday, we call it tarry, 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 tarry. I came, my head was, I was fully headache. In other words, I had migraine, severe migraine in my head. It, it, it had been there for years. It came on me that day. That was many years ago. Listen to this cool testimony. Then my pastor asked me, together with other people, to go and pray for someone who is sick and dying. I turned around and looked at his face. If you know what's going on with me today, you wouldn't ask me to go and pray for somebody. My head, my head. I could feel the pain in my head. I see they are chiseling it. I see somebody using hammer to hit my head. I could feel it. Painful. But I came to church to be healed. Now, my bishop is asking me, go together with these three people and pray for another person. I look at him sheepishly. Excuse me. God forgive me though. But because he's a man of God, I obeyed. I went together with the friends. We went and prayed for the person. Whether she's healed or not, I don't know. We prayed. On our way coming home, coming back to the church, for the fasting and prayer, I couldn't feel that migraine nor headache anymore. From that day up to today, there are some healing that will come your way. It's just simple obedience to the word of God. Ever since then, there has never been any headache or migraine in my head anymore. Hallelujah. Somebody say, praise the Lord. The yoke can be destroyed. You will assess divine healing. Let's read Exodus 23, verse 25, quickly. Can you pull it out, please? Pull it out for me. Exodus 23, 23, verse 25. Watch what God said. Are you there I can read it for you here. You got it? You shall serve the Lord your God. And he will, he will bless your bread and your water. And I will, I will, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Watch this. You, you shall serve the Lord your God. And he, God, will bless your food. Bless your bread and water. And he promised you today. Listen to me. He's promising you again. He promised the people of all. He's doing it today. And I will take from among you sicknesses and diseases. Let me tell you. Today, he will take it away. Tomorrow, he will take it away. He's taking away that sickness that has been in the family. Generations past, he can take it away. And from today, you will not feel it anymore. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I receive my deliverance. Hallelujah. You heard me talk about the presence of God. You are guaranteed by his presence. And not only in that wisdom. Wherever the presence of God is, wisdom is accessible. Wisdom is the ability to see different and make a difference. Wisdom is the ability to see a difference and make a difference. 
Wisdom gives you the access to solve problems that nobody could solve. Shall we stand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, shall we stand and bow your head? Bow your head. Please bow your head for word of prayer this morning. You are here this morning and you know you are not saved yet. You are not saved yet. You are here this morning. You just know your sins are not forgiven. Your sins are not yet forgiven. I'm here to pray for you. Come on, if you are here like that, just walk to the front. Make a decision right now. You, 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 you are not sure whether your sins are forgiven or not. You can join the people. Come to the front right now. I want to pray for you. Your sins shall be forgiven. And if you have not given your life to Jesus, come on, it's your time to do it. Your decision determines the future you create around yourself. Bow your head. Thank you, Father. I'm waiting for you. Come. You know your sins are not forgiven. You know definitely you have not made a decision yet to follow Jesus. This is your time. The Lord is here to help. This is your time. Maybe you don't want to come. You can say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. And I know I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Be Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I give you glory. Thank you, O God, for your presence today. Thank you, O God, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, O God, for your grace abounding right now. I am asking, O God, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch somebody. You will do a new thing in love of somebody. We break that barrier right now. We rebuild that pain right now. And we speak liberty. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us. We are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick, Massachusetts. For more information about Living Hope Church, visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org.